0: Oops. It's time for an all-new episode of The Wrestling Show! This week, we take a very, very cynical review-slash-recap of the past wrestling. Starting with, representing the corporation, the Ted Turner Corporation, it's AEW, starting with Dynamite, then moving on to Rampage. I'm afraid we do not carry any dark content. Moving on to the other corporate giant, representing the WWE. The WWE Universe, that is. It is. We start with the NXT moving on to the flagship we'd say it's the raw then moving on to smackdown then finally we hit what we at the wrestling show consider what wrestling at its finest it's nxt uk let's go hit that beautiful beautiful song
1: Lip really loves wrestling He likes to talk about it too If you like to watch wrestling as he do Come and join us On the wrestling show On the wrestling show On the wrestling show, the wrestling show. Oh, 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 oh Baby The Wrestling Show Baby It's
0: time! The Wrestling Show takes a look back, a review or a recap of the past NXT UK which just so happens to be the number one style of wrestling out there. Well, at least we believe it is the top of the line wrestling. It's NXT UK. Webo, <sniffs> oof, Webo, Webo. I've
2: said that way too many times, but that's okay. We're gonna let that slide. We're gonna let it go today. For today's gonna be it's a great day in uh, the NXT UK. I gotta say, last week it was a little bit difficult. Uh, the matches were very cartoonish. But this week, it was right on a level. It was very good. Um, well, last week, it was a setup for the main of, for this, uh startup match. It was a setup last week. It was uh, um, pretty deadly. They wanted match. They wanted to fight uh, Sam Gradwell. But Sid Scala decided to make it a tag team match. So um, they let's do it. So it's probably going to be a handicap anyways, because nobody likes uh, Sam Gradwell. So here we are, um, Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley. Get to the ring, and while they're in there, we got ourselves a little uh, vignette. A vignette, yes, right. They went there. It's like uh, what, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Gradwell had to do to find a partner. He went backstage. He asked people back there, you know, Nathan Fraser, Noop. So he even went as far as to go to your uh, drive-through. While he's getting his coffee, coffee fe, he thought, hey, while I'm at it, maybe I'll get a quick tag team partner. And it didn't happen. Even tried uh, Twitter. Why'd go on Twitter? Trying to get himself a tag team partner against Pretty Deadly. No such luck there. But you know what? In the long run, it is, uh, you don't have to look further than your backyard, right? Your back, uh, you know, whatever. So I guess, Saxon Huxley. Decided to be the partner of uh, um, Sam Gradwell. So here's the thing. I guess uh, Saxon Huxley. He's taking the uh, the route of the berserker, like a little bit more brainless uh, fighter in the thing in a ring, like oh, I'm mental, oh, I like the Hulk, you know, uh, old Hulk, you know, when he was a, a, a mental, like person of, uh, of just uh, pure rage and uh, anger, and just uh, just goes out there mindless power, so to speak. Uh, angry instead I thought uh, I thought uh, saxton would go the way of an intellectual uh you know like the Damien sandow maybe you know the uh the poet style but when it goes in the ring you you uh get at it like uh, a boss you know like real professional outside the ring you're like yes I am civilized you all know you're civilized But nevertheless, here it is. This is a tag team. So it's who's going to win. Gradwell and... uh, What's his name? Uh, Saxon Huxley versus the... uh, Of course, Pretty Deadly. It was a good match, of course. uh, In the beginning, I thought it was... Of course, it was going to be Sam Gradwell won both these people. But um, it was Saxon Huxley that did most of the work in the beginning. First half of the match, most of the half of the match, is uh, uh, Saxon Huxley doing all the work and then finally tags out. And then there's, uh, what's his name? Sam Gradwell taking uh, inside the ring there, fighting a little bit in there. And now we all know uh, Saxton and uh, has a little grudge outside here. And so does, uh, what's that? uh, Sam Gradwell. Cause uh, who comes in? It is uh, Kenny Williams makes his appearance outside the ring jumping on the barricade and uh, you know, Bouncing on a, like a bouncing beam. Uh, Gradwell, you know, uh, he wanted, I guess, uh, kind of wanted uh, Williams on his team, but Williams, uh, they end up fighting, you know. So I guess it's some revenge. So this is how cheat is done, I guess. You know, uh, and while he's doing that, Huxley is outside the ring, you know. He's like, uh, he's not legal man because he's already tagged out. Um, so he makes a, he makes a little a spectacle out there. Uh, Sam Gradwell is put down. He does a move. He sees uh, it's countered, and he's put down. And eventually, Saxon Hookley's kicked out of the ring by what's uh, a Lewis Howley, I believe. Um, so he's kicked out of the ring, and right after that, uh, he gets a rough attention inside the ring. And while he's inside the ring, outside it is uh, Saxon getting attacked by, uh, of course. One and only Kenny Williams just stomps a mud hole in him, leaves him, you know, um, useless for the rest of the match. He's out. So it is now a a, a handicap match, two-on-one. A a handicap match. Yes, that's right. It is a pretty deadly versus, uh, of course, you know, Sam Gradwell. Can Sam do it by himself? Can he pull it off? No, he cannot. Of course, it is uh, the seasoned team of uh the former probably the greatest tag team of the nxt uk there ever wi- ever was you know because they're not the tag team anymore time champions anymore but uh they've got a good uh, climb to do and they're starting off well with this good victory with spilt milk lewis um uh, lewis howley gets the pin over of course sam gradwell who loses good for you Pretty deadly on your way to the top again. Hopefully you get the belt, and hopefully they're gonna do something with the tag team division. So we got uh, Ginny, you know, the fashionista. She's got, uh, they're building up a match with uh, a male. So they're gonna be fighting soon. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be a good match. But in the meantime, we go on to this match. It is Emilia McKenzie, the protege of Mako Satomura, the current champion. And the way it's going, I'd say she's gonna be champion for the rest of 2022. Considering I think she only uh, defends it like three times a year, maybe. Yeah, that's true. So here we go. It's Amelia McKenzie versus one of my favorites of all time. I've uh, was worried about her. I haven't seen her in a quite quite a while, maybe a month or so. Isla Dawn. Um, she's the most interesting uh, woman of wrestling, I'd say. She's a uh, Yes, I've been looking forward to this. This is exciting. Uh, the first match was great this match. It just so happened even better. So she brings under her lucky charms, her charms in her box, uh, that uh, her charms were actually donated, beknownst to the donator, to the box. So she got donated uh, um, Amelia's watch not too far back. So Amelia wants her uh, watch undonated, and she wants it back. So we go to the match to find out. So this was a great match, for sure. It was good back and forth. You know, Isla Dawn, she's the one thing that's changed about Isla. Uh, there's once a point, when Isla first came in, and she, well, she was a great... You know she had talent. I knew she had talent. It looked like she had talent. But she was very unfocused. Um, the winning didn't see, really seem to be what was her end game. You know, it was weird, but it's like... Uh, it's more like head games rather than an end game to the match. So she always, she was always losing, because she wasn't really... Her, fo- her aim a- end goal wasn't what, uh, regardless, I'm just assuming. But she wasn't a winner. But now, she's got a win underneath the belt. She, this is going to be your, uh, she's got already got a one win. And you can tell the difference. She's uh, much more, let's uh, say, focused and determined in the ring. And she's got a, a good end goal. Uh, she's got, yes. So she's, she's grown a lot. That's all I got to say. And it shows. Um, but during the match. Emilia, she's no slouch. She is, of course, the uh, protege of Mako Satamura, like I've mentioned before. So, a couple of times she could have got to pin. But, like I say, um, Isla is grown a lot. So, she can overcome, withstand the storms. And she did. Even a couple of pin attempts. And with, oh, it was just amazing. Uh, Emilia McKenzie, I gotta say they didn't show any replays of this move maneuver uh they should have played a manu- couple of replays because when it comes to this maneuver she play- she uh, performed the sui- temp- uh what's that the the suicida you know um what was it really called uh tope suicida i'd say that it's the most difficult move to hit it's you got it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of uh, yeah a lot of trust uh not many people do it, and whoever do, does it, um, they do it wrong, and they usually end up on their head, or faces out, outside the ring, but this was done to the T, and they were, they, they didn't even mention it, it was a shame, because uh, yeah, Emilia McKenzie looked like a superhero, shooting through that, pff, damn, it looked good, it looked great, but, you know what, not too long after that that f- fantastic maneuver, she was, uh, the match was quickly wrapped up, um, looks like it was a, uh, Modified Sidewalk Slam by Isla Dawn um, it, was, it starts up with a fireman's carry and she swings him over to a Sidewalk Slam with a big victory. And with that victory she gets her uh, lucky charms out. And she gets over and she gives her her charm and he, she returns it. And you Undonated, here you go, your watch. All hail the box of charms, and charms I would be. I on with victory. And her charms. Okay, so now we go on to the main event match. Now this main event match was amazing. I gotta say, it was um, top of the line, fantastic stuff. Um, it was uh, A-Kid versus The Current. That's right. It's a Heritage Cup champion. It's Noam Dar. Um, going to the ring here. Um... Yeah, with his best friend, uh, Shaw Samuels, These guys are a great team. These guys are a great duo. But i got to say, um, I would like to see uh, Drew Gulak join this team. Mm-hmm, that's right. The Philadelphia, the, the guy from America. Yeah, they'll it, be great. I mean, they'll be a clash of... But they got the same mindset, you know, I think. Um, no, um, Drew Gulak would be great. A trio hit this team. And this would definitely put uh, Gulak at another level if he's still around. So here it is. Um, it is the Heritage Cup, which is uh, six rounds. So the first first uh, first two rounds, it uh, no, there is no pinfall, you know, but the third round, at uh, was amazing. Uh, was it uh, Nova Rola to uh, a kid, and with one twenty-six left of the third, it is uh, Noam Dar with the uh, big first victory. So now we roll on to the 4th uh, round and 4th round became very fruitful for Kid where he turned, his, uh, he turned his luck around. Um, it was quite an amazing move. It's like, uh, even though shaw tried to, you know, uh, interfere with this, but Kid was too fast. He jumped on a top rope. It was a springboard. Looks like a uh, moonsault that landed into a DDT. A wonderful move. And he got the second win. So now it's 1-1, going on to the uh, fifth round. Fifth round, many times, oh my goodness, it was was absolutely riveting. This is the match of the night for sure. I'd say a close uh, five-star match, five-star out of five. Uh, But I'd say about four and a half stars, very close to a five-star, almost a perfect match, I'd say. Yep. Some might even put my rating as a five to five million, but I'd say no, that's just too high. So, uh, 4.5, close to 5 to 5. But regardless, it was a great match. So, we go into the sixth round. Um, A-Kid, with many times, try to get it. Even, even threw in a... Uh, what's that? One of his finishers. on that. Noam Dar. But it did not work. The time ran out on A-Kid. Yes, that's right. Maybe if there was a seventh round, A-Kid would probably get it through because there was no way... Um, Noam Dar could have gone another couple minutes in that match. So it's over, and of course, it's champion's advantage in this, so uh, it's a draw. So A kid loses, and uh, carrying on as champion is uh, Noam Dar, and helping him celebrate is Shah and Dar. With a big victory, A kid very miserable in this defeat. But now next week, we got ourselves a great... It's going to be a great match, i got to say. Um, NXT UK is going uh, to... It's definitely going to tear it at the park. It's uh, Ilya Dragunov uh, versus Jordan Devlin. This gang very personal. Um, they didn't have any face-to-face this week. But you know what? They did great last week. You know, uh, they said what they had to say, and they fought it out a little bit. Um, I look forward to it. Um, they don't really change their champions too often, so uh, with that in mind, um, according to the w- uh, NXT, would have uh, Ilya Dragunov win, but I would want the new champion being Jordan Devlin. I'd say. And one more thing before I go, you know, for this week of uh, the wrestling show, I'd just like to talk about NXT's uh, perhaps what they can do to uh, go to the next level. Maybe I'd say. Um, I'd say they can benefit from an hour and a half show. hmm that's right. Three matches. I'd say maybe four matches and a little bit, uh, even some background stuff. Uh, some, uh, some more vignettes about, uh, who the wrestlers are, you know? That'd be great uh, to see more background on, like, Isla Dawn's creating her character very well, you know? I can see, uh, a little bit more defining who, who she is and, uh, creating matches uh, crafting who's gonna be here next victims you know spending more time with her you know everybody can have benefit with this and with that we can see more than uh, what's a three uh, world championship matches in a year something that would be special you know even uh, maybe uh, NXT and NXT UK can get together and have like this wonderful new division um, the TV show division it's the, uh, the tag team division I always thought it'd be great, you know? They can always have the uh, two tag team belts. I can see two tag team belts. Uh, the one would be pure rules, you know? Uh, only one only one person of each team can uh, be in the ring at at once, you know? It's like one-on-one inside there, but you're, you gotta tag your team and, you know, through that rules. Second belt would be the uh, Texas tornado tag, which there is no tagging. It's just a team versus team. Just go at it, you know? Whether it's two on two, three on two, um, three on three, four on four, four on three, whatever, whatever the thing is, uh, whatever belt matches, the thing is there is no rules, and that'd be great, you know? So two types of belts, and uh, they would make sense. We're well, regardless of that. Now, if you have stuck around for, the, for this entire show, um, I gotta say thank you for you. Um, I appreciate every one of you, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time, or rather next week, on The Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Lip, saying bye-bye.
1: Wapapow. The Wrestling Show, baby,
0: it's... Time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back—a review and recap, if you will, of representing the corporation. It's the B show of AEW. It's Rampage. Wellbo, Wellbo, welcome back
2: to the channel. I am your very cynical host. Very cynical. Very—he's an angry guy. He's cynical. That's right. It is me, Lip. And we start very big in the show. Very big indeed. Uh, now, so big, it's uh, John Moxley, his first match back from uh, his, uh, you know, what he has, uh, well, he's beat fetus issues last week uh, on Dynamite. He had this uh, a little speech. Him his been back, and uh, explaining why and whatnot. So this time he's out there to prove himself against I don't know the men of the year, one half of the men of the year. It's uh, and uh, American top teams. Dan Lambert's number one guy, and apparently uh, number one enemy of AEW. Apparently last week or last time he was uh, last time he fought he was with Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. You uh, might as well breaking the shovel out. Because uh, he did some lot of digging, he buried uh, a good old uh, Ethan Page. And uh, will this time be any different with um, John Moxley? John Moxley's got a lot to prove after all. he's back. He means big statement. You know, if he wants to do anything around here, maybe a new feud new, uh, something to rejuvenate his uh, passion. So here we go, the big match. It is uh, Ethan Page. He did pretty good. I like Ethan Page. You know, he represents everything that AEW hates. You know, real. Keeping it real. So here we go. Within no time at all, John Moxley smashes him and buries him. And with the paradigm shift, I believe, it is uh, John Moxley with a big victory over uh, all ego. Ethan Page, no more ego, I suppose. He's not allowed to have that anymore. So going back to the dressing room. Uh, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's something, but uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's uh, Captain Fickle himself? Captain Fickle? Uh, what's his name, uh, Brian Danielson? Uh, congratulates John Moxley of being back to the AEW and uh, with uh, keeping an eye on him. Is he being a good guy or is he being a bad guy? Or is he just being fickle? The crowd still loves him. He's Brian Danielson, of course, coming from the uh, WWE to the AEW to save AEW. Um, but uh, this crowd doesn't know yet that uh, he's a bad guy. So, until uh, now, it's been a while since uh, Brian Danielson's been in the ring because his last loss to, uh, you know, uh, cowboy, hey man Adam Page, there, he lost a lot of blood. Perhaps he needs to uh, recoup a little longer to get his blood back. You know, he's up to uh, count. Which moves on to the next match. It is uh, the Super Elite's Young Bucks. Uh, very own uh, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson and uh, Brand Cutler watching alongside. While he fights best friend's Trent Beretta while Orange Cassidy walks alongside. Now I had here uh, because it is a one-on-one match. Trent Beretta's first official match, uh, singles match back since his injury. Um, I figured, okay, this is who's going to win. I assumed uh, Trent Beretta was going to get the big victory in this match. Was I going to be correct? Although I don't, I don't know his finishing move. Maybe I should have guessed that next time. But it was a good match. Now this is the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, it was. Uh, Easily, uh, um, Nick Jackson. He was uh, totally. Uh, he was. He's putting uh, Trent Beretta in the ringer. Uh, big moves and big moves. Oh my goodness! Trent Beretta looked like he was almost unconscious. Uh, there were some massive moves and there was massive kicks out by Trent Beretta. You know. Um, it went even, okay. So the, the lamest part was Nick using his uh, the ref as a shield at one time. But here's the thing, By when it came down to it, it was uh, uh, Trent Breda with the big uh, finish, you know, the uh, Storm Zero, he calls it. The Storm Zero, Trent Breda with a big victory, and not any surprising to anybody, I suppose. If it was a tag team match, it would be completely different. Like if it was like uh, uh, Trent Breda and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, well, regardless, it wasn't, so... Uh, can't say hyperbole or whatnots okay so here we go next matchup is a big one it's hook i'm not sure what's going on with hook now is hook by himself now is he being um driven by himself or is he still with team taz it, it would if he is broken up with team taz taz on announcing he seems to be still uh, lit up about hook you know uh so if they broken up it was uh amicable. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, apparently, Hook's done a lot of favors backstage. He's been he's a lot of favors, but a lot of, a lot of, he's liked backstage by a lot of people. He's getting the big old push again. And who's he getting pushed against? It's uh, Sam Pentico. That's right. You heard me right. It's Sam Sammy Pentico. Sam Guevara. Sammy Guevara is in the mask. That's right. I'm, I'm throwing my cards out there right now. It's uh, mask. Sammy Guevara. Versus Hook. Now, right off the bat, as soon as the match starts, um, Sam Pentago was going to do his all spiderwebs things, and he gets spun around, and he gets spiderwebs himself in the face and whatnot, and Hook takes advantage and beats him up, and beats him up some more, until the very end, where this was basically a... Uh, basically, this was a squash match. A squash. Um, it was, It's funny to see that, because Hook's such a little guy, little... Uh, a Twinkie of a little fellow. I mean, Twinkie and small cake, you know. So here we go. Um, yes, it, it, it was. Uh, it was pretty fun, you know. Um, so here we go. Here, uh, now, before the match end, ends here. Now, mm-hmm. th- I like that pause here because I was trying to read my writing. But at the end of the match, now oh, here we go. With the big tap out, it's Hook uh, with the win. But waiting at the um, ringside, you know, calling, out, uh, just calling IQ problems or whatnot, it doesn't matter, it's a QT Marshall, QT Marshall, um, calling out the Hook, and then uh, he gets backdropped onto the ring apron. It was funny, not ring apron, but the uh, entrance to apron there. Very funny, uh, cute Marshall, You guess he wants his bit, he's like, it's been a while since my factory has been represented on uh, uh, AEW television, it has now, the factory, the job factory, get that right, so Hook passes on by, you know, he's, he's going to show all the wrestlers backstage what he can do, the talent that brought him to the main stage, so here we go, it is, the main event time. It is time for the main event, and the main event is huge. Representing, now this is representing the representing Ted Turner himself. TBS, the Turner Broadcasting System. It is yeah. This so this is why I say this is the, representing the corporation, and the corporation is Ted Turner. Um, so yes, of course, I'm just rambling on about the sellout of uh, AEW. Um, and it, Anna Jay, she wants to be the new corporate champion, Anna Jay of Dark Order. And with Dark Order, it's with, it is uh, John Silver doing a fantastic job at uh, watching her back with Smart Mark, not just any mark. It is Smart Mark watching uh, Jay, Jade Cargill. So, you know, this was going to be a fun match, you know. Uh, it was uh, Jade Cargill and, you know, John Silver uh, showing who's got more beef. You know, so, that, uh, so they had the good old muscle pose down. They had time to do that, of course. So, of course, there were some times where you thought Anna Jay could win, but really, we all knew who's gonna win. I called it out, so it's like, is it really that fun that if you know who's gonna win and how they're gonna win? Is it still fun saying, okay, now how are they gonna get there? That's the big question now. How are they gonna get to uh, the finisher, which I, it's inevitable they'd come. And so I did. It was a glam slam for uh, Jade Cargill for the big victory, and it was. And uh, Jade Cargill with the big victory. What's next for her? Doesn't matter. It is just for the uh, uh, what corporate champion for the women's side. So uh, at least one thing is good. You know, one thing's true for the um, AEW. It's that uh, I think. Uh, Brit Baker will be the women's champion for a long time to come. I'm not sure what that even means anymore. Um, I'm, has she left the uh, the orifice or her to practice? You know, the practice being uh, Rebel and Jamie Hader are they uh, a new tag team on their own somewhere else? Rebel, I'm not even sure if she's. Uh, I think she might even retire. That this, this goes through, maybe I don't. I don't think we'll see Rebel again. Truthfully, you know. It's my opinion of a a very cynical guy. I'm a, yes. Has anybody told you this guy's cynical? Yes. Why? yes, he is. But yes. I shouldn't wear it as a badge, but it is who I am. Okay, Um, what do I think uh, can, what AEW can do better? Um, I don't know. It seems like every match, uh, it seems like two superheroes are going at it with superpowers. Uh, They're trying too hard maybe um two um it's too obvious who's gonna win there's no surprise of like oh oh, oh my god i didn't see that coming i didn't see that's gonna happen you know or is it just me trying to just is it like does that does anybody else not see like what's gonna happen or who's gonna win before the match even starts i don't know it could be just me i doubt it could be just me i'm not i'm not a superhero with my my you know in, intuition it's not possible but regardless, now if you are a podcast listener, we'll be right back after this break. But if you are watching on YouTube or perhaps even Facebook, um, that's it for the show. And uh, if it's cynical, it is because I am cynical. And thank you very much for and for my for my viewers and whatnot. I just have to thank you for watching. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your view, and uh, we'll see you next time on the show, the wrestling show.
0: The wrestling show. Oh, 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 oh. It's time for the wrestling show to take a very, very cynical look at this time. It's. NXT 2.0 A.K.A. The New Generation Era! Well, welcome to the channel
2: Listener or viewer I am your very cynical host, of course it's Lip And uh, we're gonna carry right on to the um, The action that took place at the last episode of uh, NXT 2.0 It was a big day, it was a very big day at uh, At the recording, at the tapings and uh, it all started with uh, now LA Knight, he's, uh, he's made a return to the uh, ring, finally, after I believe many weeks of beatdowns from uh, your friend, uh, you know, Grayson Waller. So now he's out there, he wants some revenge on Grayson Waller, of course. And who wouldn't? After all, he's been beaten everywhere, you know, in a, in a parking lot, you know, you name it, he's been beaten there. And it's been Grayson Waller, who just does not like LA Knight. So here's the thing. Uh, Grayson Waller is the top heel right now in uh, um, NXT. I think so. He's got a lot of heat on him. So I think this is, what he did here is, it's a genius move. It doesn't make any sense in the wrestling world because what is a restraining order in wrestling? And how did, it's it's just the whole premise of it is ridiculous. But it's a great move. It It is a top heel move, I suppose. It's been done before, I think, a long time ago. But you know what? Or it seems like it might have been done. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cheap, but you know what? Uh, it, it's effective. It's effective. And uh, you know, uh, I, I almost fell for it too. I was like, "Oh, you, you oh, Grayson Waller! Oh, you, that's stupid. It is stupid, but it is uh, a smart move. So OK, so now here's the thing. We're at an impasse now in the storyline, apparently. Grayson Waller's dug many uh, ditches, and' is a climb to where is a success. So, here it is. Grayson Waldron, how is a face the choice of, uh, getting rid of that weird, uh, restraining order? Or, face Dexter Loomis. What's it gonna be? Well, he decides I'm gonna face Dexter Loomis, because I'm, uh, deathly afraid of what, uh, L.A. Knight's gonna do to moi. <clears throat> At least that's what you might assume. So, it was a good match. It was a fun match. No doubt about it. You know, uh. But uh, here it comes the thing. Here's the whole, here's a huge thing in a match. Um, ended up racing Waller, gets the referee's attention. You know, he's like, hey, referee over here, turn around quickly. You know, uh, I've got something to tell you right now. This is a top quality. No, it is It is the lowest quality of cheat you can possibly do. I mean, this is the AEW style. This is like, hey, ref, turn around. <clears throat> Yes, yes, we're, we're about to cheat right now, so you don't want to see this, so I'll tell you when to turn around again. That's basically what it is. <clears throat> okay, so in comes a mystery opponent and smashes up um, Dexter Loomis, you know, and slides him back in a ring. Just in time when the ref turns around, and then um, with most redundant uh, run-up, lead-up to the finisher. It makes no sense but you know what? I guess it, it's—is it even fun to watch? He runs out the ring. He dives into the ring to a front roll, into the stunner. Now the stunner is the part word. It actually, it's the move. But you need the whole uh, intro to that move. I mean, really, it kicked his stomach would just suffice, just right. Am I right? I'm saying right. But regardless of how he set up that stunner. Ray Waller was the win, is the victor over uh, <clears throat> Dexter Loomis. Poor Dexter Loomis. You know, without Johnny Gargano there, what's a guy to do? So, here we go. This is the thing. Now he's posing with his new friend. Now, is it? I think it is uh, Mr. Rinku Rajput, or Rinku Singh, as he like to be pronounced. Or you might know him as Beer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. New look, new look Veer Without the makeup Nope Or not makeup, I mean the face paint I should say um, So he's not going to Raw Or is this somebody completely different but I think it's Veer It might be concluded already by the time you see this Or hear this, it's a podcast as well By the way So we move on to uh, <clears throat> The next match It is a tag team match It is uh, the Dusty Rhodes tag team Cup first round. You know, this gets a. Uh, so it's the first round of Technicum. And it is uh, the uh, Diamond Mine, of course, the Pre Creed Brothers, who in fact, the Creed Brothers hasn't really won anything. They've only, oh, they only won the first two matches in their, in their NXT career. So, but they've been winless. So and it's against uh, the. Are they called the JBBJ? Uh, the team of uh, um, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Or should I say, uh, Captain Denim, street clothes, Josh Briggs. Wow, Josh Briggs. I remember he used to wrestle as a wrestler. had wrestling gear on, you know. Now it's like uh, he just walked off the uh, street. No attempt to, uh, you know, have a wrestling gear that would represent where you're coming from. But no, no, you just have to go full out, you know, new generation style, you know, to... New generation era. Because that's back in the days where they actually did the same thing. It's just a whole shtick, the shtick. And then he comes in with the Brooks Jensen. He's a cowboy. Hey, I'm just going to take off my shirt and let's fight. hoo So he's just basically like his, his partner there. It is ridiculous, you know. Come on now. Let's be a little professional in here, you know. You're not in the bar anymore. You're fighting professionals. Okay, beside a point, that's my rant. Of course, I'm very cynical, you know. <laughs> oh, whatever. So, it, it is uh, against, uh, what is that? Uh, of course, Diamond Lines, Bruce and So, here, it, it was a pretty competitive match. It was uh, okay. It was alright. You know. But in the end, it was the uh, uh, Josh Briggs losing to the uh, sliding clothesline of uh, Julius Creed. That is pretty sad looking. Have you ever seen it? Um, he's like, it's like a lariat almost. He's like sliding down. It's like, a, it's like going down a slide. He's like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not pleasant to watch. You should really work on that move. Maybe make it like a dive in, like an elbow or something like that, you know. Something look like a little more fierce. That just looks pretty uh, weak. I don't know. It just looks weak. I mean, uh, you, I mean you might as just throw the people's elbow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, people might like looking at the people's elbow, but all wrestlers know it's a weak move. Okay, so next up. We got ourselves the returning, Dante Chen. Make, look, learning. I mean, looking to make a difference. Looking to uh, do something. Versus Raja, um, you know, what's no no Guru Raj. Guru Raj. That's right. So Guru, of course, uh, hasn't won a match. And uh, against, uh, what's that? Dante Chen. He's looking, obviously, you know, so here we go. Who's going to win this match? Of course, Dante Chen really hasn't, meh, he's been winning, but who's, who's been fighting? People like Raja Roh, Ra- 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 Ra, you know, Guru Raj. Okay, but I thought Dante Chen was going to win this match, you know, I had it down as Dante Chen's going to, ooh, no problem. But no, 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 no. Didn't come down to that. Of course not. It was uh, Duke Hudson coming in. And but beating them both up, so this match didn't end. Did we? Ri- did, okay, yeah. This I'm not sure where uh, Duke Hudson's going with this. Um, he's making a statement. That's all I gotta say about that. I'm, I mean, what is he gonna pick a fight with? Uh, is, is this gonna go on with uh, Dante Chen or Guru Raj? Or are they so are they gonna carry on a feud there? Who knows. But we go with uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, who's carrying the uh, blunt of uh, the backstage, the, the, you know, the backstories and uh, what's going to go forth with the storylines, you know, to connect the dots, is Mackenzie, uh, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. Doing a heavy, heavy lifting here. Doing a really good job, too, getting the stories and what's going on. And this time, what's going on with Braun Breaker? How is he dealing with the, being the champion of the NXT but before we can really answer, we got ourselves the uh, Santos Escobar who thinks uh, he'll be better at being the champion representing, being a new face. But let's see what's going to go on. Good for you, Mackenzie. Good job. Good job. So we go in the ring. I'm not sure what's going on here. I'm really not sure anybody knows what's going on here. But it's, uh, um, what's that? Uh, here it is. Uh, Dante. Wait, no, no. Uh, Tony D'Angelo. Um, it's an in-ring eulogy for Pete Dunne, or as, uh, do, uh Tony D'Angelo say, with, uh, Petey Poppins, Pop, Poppins, Petey Poppins, that's his, yes, so this is what it is, he's, he's eulogizing, uh, beating, uh, Petey, uh, Pete Doon with a crowbar over the face, um, now is this going, is this the end of his career, his life, I don't know what's going on here, what does this represent? Like uh, his injury, is he coming back? What's going on? I don't know. Did he retire him? I don't know what's going on. So this confusing segment, he leads on to, okay, he's moving on. He's moving on to Carmelo Hayes, you know, the North American. They completely dropped the, uh, the cruiserweight or 205 out of the name. Got that taste out. Got, uh, eliminated, got eliminated that title, 205. Forget you. So, uh, it's Carmelo Hayes, he's uh, now representing the number one title right now in the NXT, it's the uh, North American. It was a great, great spat between the two, you know, got good mic skills, gotta say, it was very entertaining. And then, with some uh, panache, I suppose, it was uh, Cameron Grimes comes in to uh, interject, saying who should become the number one contender, chinchalle- who should be fighting Carmelo Hayes, because they both want him just as much, they both want the title. It's a wanted title. Mm -hmm. I guess it's more feasible right now. So here we go. It is, uh, unfortunately, you know, Cameron Grimes gets a best of Tony D'Angelo throwing the picture of Pete Dunne over top of his head. Fantastic ending to the segment, but that leads up to uh, next week we're going to have Cameron Grimes versus Tony D'Angelo. The winner of this match will be the number one contender to the North American Championship for Carmelo Hayes. Who's going to be? I don't know, but it's going to be exciting, I suppose. I think uh, I personally think it's going to be Carmelo. Wait, uh, Cameron Grimes. I think he's going to win because this year Cameron Grimes is going to the moon. Moon. Um, nothing wrong with Tony D'Angelo, but he's uh, he's been there. He's uh, you know he might win. But I don't think so. Like, but he's, he's got a good future in this uh, company if he keeps up his uh, attitude and uh, you know his shtick because it's working. You know, um, he might want to double down. I don't know. <laughs> you always double down, right? Okay, so here we go. We go. This is a good match. This is, in fact, uh, from Diamond Mine. It says, uh, uh, "What's her name?" Uh, Ivy Nile. With her first actual match, when I say actual, is like uh, from n- before now. Every everybody uh, Ivy's fought were complete jobbers, and you knew who's gonna win that, right? And uh, it was Ivy. Mean, I don't know. It was. It was. They were. They were entertaining matches. They showed proof uh, what who Ivy Nile is as a fighter. But this time, it gets an actual opponent, and it's Kaylee Ray, the greatest NXT UK champion that ever was. Ever, maybe will be, who knows? But ever was. <clears throat> so, who's gonna win? Now, I don't know who'd win this match. This was a good match, it was a fun match. But, uh, I gotta say, um, Ivy Nadless's uh, corner, like running corner, jump, kicky thingy. I don't know that she's gotta work on that. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. Maybe she should do like a, some sort of a face wash, like a Dakota Kai kick, you know, to the face, that would be nice, but it won't be a finisher, you know, like it's a, a, a wear down, I don't know, it'd be great if you did that, a nice face wash kick, but before the smash can end, you know, uh, uh, Kaylee Ray had uh, Dakota Kai at her mercy, got to do the Dakota bomb, or the uh, Kaylee Ray bomb, I should say, the Kaylee Ray bomb on, uh, um, what's her name, uh, Ivy Nile, when? You know, uh, our friend uh, uh, Mandy Rose comes and distracts Kaylee Ray, you know, jumps on the apron. Kaylee Ray turns around, you know, completely disregarding the abilities and power of Ivy Nile. When she turned around, she tried to give herself another um, Kaylee Ray bomb. But with the quick maneuvers and the power of uh, Ivy Nile, she rolls her up, gets a win, boom. And then, uh, what's her, Mandy Rose comes and takes, picks the bones, so to speak, so she starts attacking. Attacking uh what's a Kaylee Ray, and then the rest of her team, you know, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane comes and helps her. While uh Ivy now is like, ooh, no thank you. No, thank you, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So uh Ivy Now leaves, you know, with uh of course Malcolm Bivens. So that's no problem there, and then who's to help? Our poor uh, Kaylee Ray, she's getting beaten up in the ring But, of course, the wonderful tag team of, uh, here we go uh, Persia Peretta, Persia Peretta, And, of course, it's Indy Hartwell Come and join her, clear the ring Now, I don't know This seems uh, like a, a nice thing Persia and Indy's been working really hard as a team And uh, Kaylee Ray's looking for a belt and This is a perfect situation because uh, the Toxic Attraction's got all three belts. Could this be a possible future in the women's division? Could Kaylee Ray, could Kaylee Ray um, beat, uh, could Kaylee Ray be the new, could this be a match where like the, t- all, Tim Winter takes all? I don't know, I'm just saying. Next up, we got ourselves a uh, backstage with, of course it's uh, our one and only, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell with Braun Breaker, saying talking about the belt and how he can, uh, how he feels about carrying the, the brand on his shoulders, being the new face of the WWE NXT. So, before he can really answer and how he can do what he's, you know, he's comfortable. We got ourselves um, Santos Escobar coming in saying he should be the new face. He deserves it, and he's ready for it. So who knows what's going to happen with this. Uh, legado del Fantasma on top, maybe, maybe it's time. But we got ourselves the tag team uh, match here. It is uh, the Dusty Rhodes classic cup uh, contenders, uh, you know. And this time it is um, the Legado del Fantasma's Joaquim Wilde and Raul Mendoza versus. Now these two are the jobbers. Of the NXT, they job. You're usually, the jobbers individually they job, but this is the first time they're putting their jobbers to skills to one, te- one team. They're, they're teaming up. Their first time in a match. It is and on um, Malik Blade and uh, um, in Idris and Ofe. I'm sorry, Idris and Ofe and Malik Blade. Now this is a team that. Uh, Joaquin Wild Raul Mendoza figured they would easily win and I suppose everybody would think that but really? That's weird So, it was a nice match, it was a good match Um, Now, this is where it gets weird Um, The whole thing with uh, Braun Breaker and uh, you know, uh, Santos Escobar Santos Escobar tries to get the attention of the other team and then he's wet down by Braun Breaker I guess knocking his face off the apron, or I don't know, but he, he ends up kidnapping. Braun Breaker kidnaps Santos Escobar. This puts, uh, I guess, uh, Joaquim Wilde and Raul Mendoza in a, in a state of shock or whatnot. Taking full advantage is uh, Malik Blade. He rolls up, gets a nice roll-up win. Moving on in the tournament is, shockingly, with the... Isterex in our name under the wind. It would be uh Malik Blade and Adris Nofé Is it a Nofe? Did go on to another round? Who knows? <laughs> so we have ourselves a weird situation. Uh Yulisa Lyon and for uh Valentina Fraz, They're going with no this is gonna be nice. It's we're gonna have another uh Dusty Rhodes women's tag team tournament, and they're in it. They'll win it. So um, but before this, we had Dakota Kai coming in on her interview and saying it's the same thing, like, oh, she's referring to her and Raquel Gonzalez. We used to be friends. Now we're not friends. It's going to happen to you. And she did that with Core Jade, with uh, Raquel Gonzalez, too. So it's weird how she's, she's going to everybody think. If you're a woman and you're on tag team, you're in trouble, according to Dakota Hope Kai. You cannot exist. And speaking of cannot exist, that was a match coming up. It's Dakota Kai versus uh, our uh, wonderful y- uh, Yolissa Lyon with uh, Valentina Fraze uh, at her side And uh, this was a fantastic match for Dakota Kai Oh, it was great, she looked fantastic she, She's always a great wrestler but good thing she looks like she's found her footing in this match Even though you kind of know who's going to win You know, Yolanda Leon. Yulisa uh, Leon is uh, mm, kind of the jobber of the uh, tag team division. And it's like Idris Sanofe and um, Malik Blade. They might be the jobbers team up and become a winning team. Or Mid Carter, who knows. But regardless, Dakota Kai with a wonderful victory. But with the running face wash cake, Dakota cake, always a great one. And before, and then uh, we got a Ventilla, even with Ventilla and they try to interfere. It is still. Dakota Kai with the wind. But Dakota Kai tried to kick off uh, Valentina's head too. But she was saved by Yolisa. Leon. But good for you Dakota Kai, getting back on a horse. Hopefully you will prove yourself to be a worthy contender to the belt. Maybe even representing the company one day. Mm-hmm. So we go backstage with uh, what's it, Mackenzie Mitchell doing a wonderful job holding it down. Um, With Raquel Gonzalez, what is your future here? What do you want? And she wants a belt. And then we got ourselves um, a Cora Jade spotting comes in and she wants a question. She actually wants the Dusty Cup Women's Tag Team Cup. And she's doing, mm, this is funny for Raquel, because she's going to be living this again. How the past repeats itself, maybe? So Cora Jade wants Raquel to be her partner. And Raquel's like, no, no, I don't care. So, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, with the co- Dakota Kai talk about this a little while ago? Before they were even tag team partners in the first place.
1: Be careful. Don't trust Raquel. Uh, she will stab you in the back and ride
2: your coattails before doing that. So, I guess, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't care. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows what's going on? Who knows? Who, who knows? So, we go to the main event, the main event match. It is Roderick Strong from the Diamond Mine versus, uh, of course, Imperium's leader. It is, uh, Walter coming fresh from the UK section of NXT, going to the main NXT brand. Now, I would like to see Walter versus, um, <laughs> uh, Braun Breaker. I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, Walter will eventually take over the entire NXT, like he did the UK. He is fantastic. Okay, so they met backstage, but uh, now here's the thing, the whole thing, uh, uh, even, regardless of what they met backstage, Roderick, started, Roderick didn't seem afraid of, uh, you know, uh, what's it, Walter, but Walter said you should be, but I don't, I've, I really, I hope Roderick Strong stays a long time in the, uh, NXT, but I, I do have a feeling that Roderick Strong's days are, his future kind of uh, Is going to be rejoining Adam Cole Bay Bay In the AEW I hope not I hope Broderick Strong Is a, a Diamond my member For years to come So here's the match it was, a fun, it was the match of the night For sure Hard hitting It was a great match It could, Either could have won And both had a great chance to win But it was It was electric By far It was It was, uh, it was great I can't say anything more about it. Uh, they both did a great, great job, uh, but with the wonderful, oh, the power slam. Wah-wham! One power slam. Um, oh, the power bomb, I should say. One power bomb. Walter, with the with the big victory in this match. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, it was a match of the night, but you know what, obviously it was a match of the night. You know, so we had the big finish. And, uh, you know, it's live TV, so I guess, uh, you know, you have yourself a live mat- uh, finish. So we have what's uh, the Imperium coming into the ring. You know, uh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. And uh, we got ourselves the Creed Brothers coming in. And it, you know, it was a big finish. So that's it for the uh, NXT 2.0. Um, And if you are a YouTube watcher, uh, or if you're a watcher, uh, that's it for this episode. And for podcast listeners, uh, stay tuned,
0: for there is more after this. It's time for The Wrestling Show to take a very, very cynical review and recap of the WWE's Monday Night Raw. January 17th, 2022. The road to the Royal Rumble. Let's go! Wellbo. Welbo?
2: Welbo? Mm. That's right. Welcome back to the channel. I am your very cynical host, Lip. And uh, let's get right into it. Some Monday Night Raw Royal Rumble, the prelude to it. What's going to happen? We start... Big. The the top four women on the uh, WWE roster is out there. Not all at once. We have Becky Lynch coming out there, saying that uh, what an influence she is in the business, you know. Giving uh, people opportunities, like Dewdrop. Without Becky Lynch, there would be no Dewdrop and no opportunities for her. But I don't know, I think Sonya Deville gave her many opportunities. You know, so I think it's Sonya and Becky Lynch to tell you the truth. So, you know, she's saying that, that uh, she's taking all responsibility, uh, credit for Dewdrop' success, I suppose. And then uh, Dewdrop comes out like, na na na. She's like, N- doesn't, does not uh, buy that at all. She's like, uh, taking all responsibility for herself. So, and with that, we got Bianca Belair to charge us in, that's saying that she can beat both of them. And she should be there and she's in there entering the Royal Rumble. So then she's going to come back number one spot. And then Liv Morgan also coming to the ring. You know, also claiming to be in a Royal Rumble to take number one spot. But as of now, it is a tag team setting up for, um, I guess I'm not sure why this was necessary to have, but I guess you got to have to, okay, they had it. It wasn't necessary, but what is necessary in a WWE or wrestling? (laughs) So it was, get this, Becky Lynch, champion, and their partner is Dewdrop versus mm -hmm, Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair. That's right, what a interesting tag team. Now this was a very fun match to watch, very entertaining. They all had little spots to ring, you know. But when it came down to it, it was uh, Becky Lynch um, with the manhandle slam to uh, Liv Morgan. Now here we go, last week, now Liv Morgan She's taking it quite the dive. She's still sticking around there, but she's she's just a filler now. I think um, it's a shame. Her time is pretty much past um, for the uh, world championship title. Last week it was uh, Bianca Belair. Um, I think I think it's a kiss of death to uh, Liv Morgan to pin her. Becky Lynch tore her off, um, and then uh, Dewdrop got the big victory over her, um, Liv Morgan. Now this week, like I say, the uh, the manhandle slam. Um, Liv Morgan's down and out, right? Now, before um, Becky can get a clean pin on Liv Morgan, it was not Bianca Belair to save the day. No, 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 no. Bianca has been taken out, I believe, by Dewdrop. Um, but Dewdrop saves the day for Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, okay, and uh, she takes off uh, Becky Lynch from the pin, you know? And she drags Becky Lynch to her corner and tags herself in. Where she squashes Liv Morgan again. And Liv Morgan, wow. She's just cannon fodder now. I mean, uh, I still like her. I just wish, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems uh, that she's taking a tumble again. Down the ranks, you know. Maybe she can be tag team with Nikki Ash. But I don't know. Superheroes don't need friends, right? So here we go. After the match, it was almost gonna be a nice, you know. Uh, Becky Lynch got a handshake, and slap slapped uh, a slapper. Uh, Dewdrop, and she tried to put her in a manhandle slam. Really. So uh, Dewdrop uh, did not go on a manhandle slam, and she just smashed up uh, Becky Lynch a little bit, a little taste of the Royal Rumble. Um, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. Now I have a feeling here. I could be wrong. Not usually, but sometimes I am, and I'm willing to admit it, but I think um, Becky Lynch is going to retain at the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't think many belts are going to be changed hands at the Royal Rumble. Um, But there are big matches, but I think Becky Lynch will retain. But it's going to be fun. I'm pretty sure Becky Lynch is going to show a big side of of her that uh, she has to show that uh, she can um, overcome uh, such a larger opponent. And remember, this is not AEW, so, uh, you know, it's got to be believable because uh, AEW is so fantastical. It's ridiculous. So now we go to the Kevin Owens show. Now, the Kevin Owens show was the special guest was Seth Rollins. Um, now, this was uh, all, this was uh, the, the best friends. Now They are like con- uh, attached to the hip, so to speak, the new, um, the best friends. Now, Kevin Owens was totally gaslighting Seth Rollins all the way through. Just, uh, make, yes, blowing up his ego. It was fantastic. Uh, but they got big plans. Kevin Owens got some, he's a very intelligent wrestler. Very intelligent man. With some big plans. And that's why he's always, he's, he'll always hover around the top, Kevin Owens. He's great. So, but now, before this, you've got, now the next match is going to be, uh, Damian Priest versus Kevin Owens. They talked before the, uh, the Kevin Owens show, you know, talking about Damon Priest, Damian Priest. Now I guess he's taking his name literal. He's got the Damian side and he's got the Priest side. So bad and good. There's a struggle, internal struggle, like a Gemini, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: Can he control the Priest, uh, Damian side? But it is Kevin Owens like, oh, re- let's have a clean fight here, you know, a clean fight. It was a great match. You know, uh, Kevin Owens doing fantastic, Damian Priest, really good, really good. Now here's the thing, now, uh, now after, uh, now after a chokeslam, now here, here, before before this, it was the greatest swanton in the world. I swear, I can swear to this. Kevin Owens, with one of the greatest swantons in wrestling, it's hard to believe to see such a, such a big man do a, a, such a graceful move, but we always forget that Kevin Owens is one hell of an athlete, graceful in his gigantic size. So here's a, here's a whole thing, the breakdown. Near the end, it was a chokeslam. Damien Priest chokeslams Kevin Owens and somehow Kevin Owens uh, injures his knee. He takes a couple of hits from Damien Priest and ref is like distracted by him and Damian, Completely up, far from his his uh, da- demon side or Damien's whatever his evil side whatever it is he calls it uh, he uh, he's bamboozled fooled he comes in to check on Kevin Owens he's kicked in the stomach stunnered, pow what pow Kevin Owens walks away with the victory mm-hmm. Kevin Owens huge with the win and thank goodness it wasn't for the belt because this would be Kevin Owens right now hmm it's true so here we go it is we got ourselves a thing Sarah Shriver with a wonderful in- interview with uh, Nikki almost a superhero she is blaming everything on uh, her former friend and partner on Rhea Ripley for everything you know and she says uh, heroes also don't need friends well I don't know I think everybody needs friends even superheroes even Superman has friends you know, the Justice League. Superman, the most powerful being in the entire universe, the entire DC universe. Superman. So, think about that, Miss Nikki. Mm-hmm. So next up, we've got the graduation. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, because Otis is graduating from uh, the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable's thing. And the only thing you have to do to graduate the Alpha Academy is that, uh, to... Uh, let uh, chad gable ride your coattails to the top to the top so with no help of chad gable no well a little bit he did some distracting but it was all otis otis single-handedly took the belts off of rk bro so so now it's a thing and we got ourselves riddle and orton coming in there disrupting everything you know, and then Otis comes out there, charging Riddle, and comes in the back, Or oh, it was Riddle there, out in the audience, out in the rampway. And then uh, Otis try to beat him up. And then from behind is Randy Orton, RKO's. Chad Gable, of course, Chad Gable's gonna get RKO'd. Chad Gable is a weak link. Although he had some good, his promo's good. He's an intelligent guy, clearly. He, he brags about his education a lot. And he shames people for booing him. And he just deflects it on, uh, you booing education. No, we're booing you, Chad Gable. Booing you. But you know what? He's doing good. He's got some good, he's got his mic skills are, are there. Very little to say, really. But he says it. But then again, look at CM Punk. He's got gifted gab. He doesn't really say anything. Besides I mean, uh, bringing back uh, backstage uh, uh, drama, he can do that. But if you bring other stuff, forget about it. Chad Gable and uh, CM Punk, I say they're about the same level of uh, mic skills right about now. Is uh, am I saying bad things about CM Punk or good things about uh, Chad Gable? Who knows? You'll never know. Make up your own mind. So here we go. Now we got some backstage heat. It is uh, Vince McMahon with his boy Austin Theory, very upset about Austin Theory's loss to Finn Balor. But even if Finn Balor got beat down at the end. It does not matter to Vince McMahon. He says, if you lose this match, you will be dragged back here, and I'm going to beat you up with a bat. I'm gonna... He's, he literally forced uh, physical uh, damage onto Austin Theory, breaking all the minor bones in his body if he does not win this match against Finn Balor. Now, I'm not sure what's going on with Finn Balor, but seems like, I don't know, seems like he's being used as a, a fodder, cannon fodder. Is this respectful for um, Finn Balor to be used in this matter? I don't know. But all I know is this. It was a pretty simple fight for uh, um, Austin Theory. This should be a a, a grueling match, but uh, Austin Theory had pretty much no problems beating up uh, Finn Balor. No problems at all. And uh, I believe it was the uh, ATC ATL was the finishing move, Um, he threw it on Finn Balor, got the pin, one, two, three, took the selfie, and true to his word, Vince McMahon said, after he beat him, beat him again. And so, after he won the match, like he should have done before, beat him again. Another ATL, Finn Balor is uh, put down. I'm not sure, okay, so this is looking good for Austin Theory and his future with Vince McMahon. Um, but however, uh, Finn Balor, Prince. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Hopefully, hopefully he can turn his uh, franchise around. Finn Balor, <sighs> I don't know. I'll have a bad feeling. A bad feeling. Okay, so we go on to uh, our second Sarah Schreiber interview. hmm and it's with Rhea Ripley. And Maria Ripley's really upset about uh, Nikki Ash. Superheroes don't do that. You know, what's that? Uh, superheroes don't attack friends. And she's right. You know, unless of course you're a super villain, maybe that's what Nikki Ash is going to be. Maybe she's going to change her colors to uh, like black and white or black and red, you know? And uh, she wears like a little more evil Nikki Ash with the maybe different super villain persona. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But this is a prelude to their match coming up. So um, before the match is Nikki uh, Ash versus Rhea Ripley, we got ourselves a uh, what's that? Uh, a spawning here. Um, it is uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella uh, talking all trash about uh, the other team. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Who knows? With their with this uh, protagonist here, Carmella and Selena, they broke team up, they might get them back together. You know, by accident. Because they're the hatred for them. But you know what? Before the match even started, you know, after they interfered, Nikki Ash went up intact. tact. Rear Ripley. And punching and kicking and punching and kicking and tossing her out the ring, drop kicking her, and then throwing her against the uh, steel steps. The match never happened. Now, if this were uh, AEW, they would probably had a match anyways. You know, but it's AEW. Okay. That's the last time I talk about the other federation on this show recap. So it is a, uh, it's no match. So it never started. No one won, no one lost. Let's move on. And we move on to, uh, Almost versus Reggie. Reggie with his, uh, main squeeze, uh, you know, um, and of course, uh, uh, Dana Brooke, his main squeeze made Dana Brooke. Yeah, people may not believe it yet, but they're the main squeezes. Um, so last week, uh, that's ridiculous, 24-7 thing bumped in almost, led in this match here. So, here we go. Before we can get the match started, we got the uh, the Stooges, the three Stooges coming through the ring. I guess they want a piece of the uh, 24-7 title, I don't know. But they all slide in the ring, they all get beaten up by almost, and then Tamina comes to the ring, some uh, distraction. And then, what's that, the very first move is done in the match, which is Reggie jumping off the top rope, trying to get um, Almost off guard. But he is caught. And then, grabbed by the face. The face crush. And then the slam. The face crush slam. One move by Almost. And then, with one foot on the chest. That's right, that's how easy it was to beat Reggie for Almost. So, uh, I don't know. I like to see that almost is uh, working a lot, but I would like to see him actually have. It's although it's really difficult to have a match with almost. So he's such a gigantic man to have such a, comp- to have a competitive match. But I would like to see something. Yeah, I like to see more almost. He's uh, he's uh, riveting in everything ring there. I like to see uh, he's bringing a lot of a lot of heat. I think this time with AJ Styles really paid off. Uh, he's got. Uh, I'm really enjoying almost. I just want to see enjoy a little bit more of almost. So here we go. We got ourselves Maurice. She's setting up her big scheme, of course. She uh, she meets up with uh, Beth Phoenix and Edge backstage. She wants to talk to uh, Beth in the ring. So this is it. So coming to the ring, you can see she's clearly holding a clutch in her hand and it is bulky. It's a bulky little clutch. I'm thinking, okay, unless you're blind and stupid, you know, and you did not see that uh, hefty clutch in her hand, you would think nothing of it but if you have any intelligence and you saw that you think oh, obviously that's a future weapon you know so and how is he going to use it she's got edge she's got edge in the ring there uh, so it might be bad so they're in the ring there you know she cuts uh edge and beth phoenix comes out and beth phoenix goes in the ring with uh, uh maurice of course um, uh, Miz is there, they said Miz wasn't there, but Miz is actually there, and he attacks Edge, Edge takes him out, but, while, uh, Beth Phoenix is looking at Edge, Whammo! Of course, like I predicted, they clutched the back of the head, mm-hmm, Maurice, and she's like, she's says, she brags, but one shot! Well, of course, if you hit anybody with a, with a brick, they're gonna go down, you dummy, you didn't do it with your own hands, you fool! I mean, what, you think you, if you actually, you think if you actually use your forearm, you'd actually do any damage at all? Of course, I'm totally uh, making the sense believe that this is actually real. You know? So, in, real, in reality, no, this would never happen. So, yeah, she's bragging over the dumbest thing. So, here we go. This is just working up to the Royal Rumble. What's going to happen? So, it's just adding more tension to it. Of course, Ms. and Maurice uh, later on uh, had a thing. Uh, but, Ms. is perfect. Ms. and Maurice are the perfect couple. They're so good for each other. And they're the perfect uh, wrestling duo. They might not be the power couple, the, uh, you know. So it is, what's that, uh, the it and the, and the grit. It, the couple and the grit couple. I'm not sure why they're called the grit couple, but they're the grit couple. Maybe it just rhymes with it, I don't know. I don't know. But yes, of course, Miz and Maurice is up by the ramp and Maurice, uh, un re- reveals that the insider clutch is a brick. I still can't believe she's taking responsibility over the brick. You know, if this was a no DQ match, sure, she can use a brick and she can win, but it won't be, and you won't be using it. Okay, so that moves on to our big match, an 8-man, eight 888 eight man tag. So now I believe uh, everybody in this 8-man uh, uh, tag is in the uh, Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble. So it is uh, the team of... Uh, what is that, uh, Dominic Mysterio, Ray Mysterio, the Mysterios, with the Street Profits, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Montez Ford and Angel Dawkins versus the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and the team of Apollo Cruz and his uh, window dressing and window dressing himself, Commander Aziz, or as he's commonly known as Commander Ass Disease. Mm-hmm. That's true, of course. Commander Ass, the whole match was a, it just was a fun thing, uh, the whole romp outside in the beginning of the match But when they start getting back together, although it did go to commercial break, so he did miss a lot of the action It was a short match And uh, when it came down to it, of course, Ass Disease was just window dressing he, he, I don't know why he's there, he's a big guy Like I say, window dressing, he you see him and That's all he is, he's just, uh, he's just, he's there He's just a presence that does nothing You know, he's like, uh Yes, so here we go. We move on and it is, uh, what is that? Uh, Apollo Cruz. that's right. Apollo Cruz loses to uh, Montez Ford with the, from the heavens, a, uh, a massive frog splash, squashing the hell out of Apollo Cruz. Apollo Crews! And one, two, three. Okay, so now we got our celebrations. We got, uh, you know, the, the Mysterio's celebrating Jet like they've won it themselves. And then we got ourselves, they're making a point now that Mysterio is tossed over the Street Profits, proving that, uh, yes, we're going to win the Royal Rumble. And then Dominic stabs his own son. Dominic stabs his own son in the back. Poor Dominic. Rey Mysterio, you ain't no daddy. You ain't no poppy. You don't care about your kids. You only care about yourself. Even though you're an old, old man and you really should be retiring soon. This should be your son's time to shine, but no. You toss out your own boy. Shame on you, Mysterio. Mm-hmm. What would your wife say? What would Dominic's mother say to you? Nothing good, I'm sure. So, but you know what? It's fun for the, uh, the street prophet saying that, Jake. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. There's some divide here. I would like to see uh, earlier on in the uh, Royal Rumble that uh, Dominic does not forget this and tosses out his poppy right off the bat. Hey, hey, Dad, nice to see you. Hooah! Bye-bye, sucker. You want to treat me like a jerk? I'll treat you like a jerk. I don't care if you're my old man. Bye. Okay. Here we go now. Second therapy session for Alexa Bliss. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Is Alexa Bliss going to have a new personality after this? Is she going to drop the Lily angle? Is she going to be a new Alexa Bliss? Is this Has this... uh? Uh, I don't know the the mystical bliss uh, gonna poof vanish after this. I think so. I think this Alexa bliss has run its course. Uh, the uh, with Lily. So here we go. He finds he asks a couple things. Um, a word association he does, uh, and the words were, um, what's that? Uh, Um, uh, like friend, house, doll, and stuff like that. I can't read. I can't read my writing here, so you don't know what the first one. And uh, imagination. Each one, except for imagination, followed by Lily. You know. Uh... So I'm not sure what's going to happen with this, and I really can't stand my writing. Mike, I gotta really work on my handwriting. It looks like chicken scratch. So here we go. Besides that, that, uh, um, you know, that segment was kind of leading to. I don't know what it's leaning to, but it's not that important. It's just showing some Alexa bliss finally. Here we go. The main event match. It is Bobby Lashley versus Seth freaking Rollins. Now, both of these guys have huge matches coming up. Huge matches coming up after Royal Rumble. You know? And such huge, like Bobby Lashley is going up against Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins, he's got a massive match coming up as well. But what's gonna happen here? You can't have uh, any of these guys losing, you know? So this was a good match. Um, Seth Rollins, do some. he could have won many times. Um, it, Bobby Lashley was not dominant in this match. But who's gonna lose? Now, a little while, like, uh, Bobby Lashley got rid of the Hurt Business. Now, Hurt Business is just hurt feelings. And they want some revenge and that's how it ends they, they attack Bobby Lashley you know and it gets uh I guess they disqualify Kevin Owens because that's how it works right you attack the opponent and then the uh the, and then the guy gets the other guy gets uh um disqualified so Kevin Owens um Owen you know Lashley gets attacked Owens gets disqualified they didn't say anything but that's theoretically how it goes theoretically even though that's really ridiculous but someone had to win. So we got, uh, and then Bobby Lashley, and then what's that? The the Usos come in to take out uh, Seth Rollins, but here's the thing. The Hurt Business, they try to really take out Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley had the last laugh. He just smashed, he just smashed the uh, Cedric and uh, Shelton easily. It was rather embarrassing for them. So here we go. This is just how it is. Um, The Usos come in and they, they, uh, okay, so it's Seth Rollins versus uh, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Usos uh, come in, take revenge on uh, Seth Rollins, and uh, and that ends the show um, of Monday Night Raw. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say about that. So we'll be right back for more of the wrestling show. And let's squash you on YouTube. And that's it. See you next week. Bye bye now, and see you next on. The podcast. Bye-bye.
1: The Wrestling Show, baby. It's
0: time for The Wrestling Show to take a very, very cynical look back, a review, a recap of SmackDown. This time it's The Road to... The Royal Rumble! Let's go, Wilbo.
2: Wilbo. Yes, of course. Welcome to this channel. Welcome, welcome back, I should say. And uh, right now we have, uh, we start huge with this very exciting, action-packed episode of SmackDown! One of the best... It's, uh, they just brought it all today. They brought all the vinegar and mustard and ketchup and all the deliciousness to this, to this day. And it started with the Usos in the ring introducing their number one guy, their head to the table. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's right. Uh, they are introduced to Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns, he coming in there, you know. And he introduced himself, and beautiful vignette we all can watch the greatness of Roman Reigns. Now, I would say, yes, yes, he could probably be, poss- quite possibly be Roman Reigns, um, the number one uh, champion of all. WWE, including on top of Hulk Hogan Hogan was a different time you know, uh, but uh, number one or yes, but but could be broken in, interrupted by the whole thing his whole speech and greatness is Seth Rollins he's challenging now, he's got a challenge for the Usos ever since the sneak attacks on the uh, Monday Night Raw you know so now he wants a tag team match. He wants the Usos, and if he he would beat Usos in this tag team match in the main event, the Usos would be banned from the ring, from the Royal Rumble when uh, Roman Reigns starts would fight Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And Seth and Roman Reigns, of course, was thinking about it. Hmm. Should I do this or should I not do this? Mm-hmm. And before Roman Reigns could have an answer, I believe. Uh, Jay Uso answers and saying Yes, we will take your damn match And who comes and joins him is Kevin Owens So now, the new main event But, of course This is huge stipulations here But what if, what if Seth Rollins were to lose? There's something he's got to lose You know, after all uh, If the Uso's were to lose That's a huge disadvantage mm-hmm. So Roman Reigns says, yes, this is stipulations, but if you lose, you don't even get a chance at me at, Rom- at uh, the Royal Rumble because, yes, that match would be null and void. And Seth Rollins still agrees. Let's do it. So next up, we've got ourselves a great match. Um, it's a part 2 a two-y, as the sheik would say. It is the happy ones, Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Although it's Madcap going to be fighting today, again, Against uh, Kofi Kingston. Last week it was a mad cop with a big victory. That's right. I believe it was a punchline. His finisher got a clean victory on uh, Kofi Kingston. But this week is different. That's right. Even though, that's right, Xavier the Kingwoods is still gone. Um, his calf injury, he's got a torn uh, calf muscle. I think uh, um, it could no longer balance. His, you know. His gigantic, new gigantic head—you know—he just, his, just couldn't take the weight. So here we go, Big E Langston's taking the spot, or Big E, Big E, and this has changed everything because Big E, there, has changed the atmosphere altogether. Now, even though it was a fantastic fight, you know, it was a uh, Kofi brought it, uh, you know, he brought it all. He's brought his old gear back too. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to show my, my, my I'm going to, I'm going to. Make myself look bigger than I big po- biggest possible. I'm not sure why it is, you know. I think it's Kofi Kingston's not the only one that's guilty of this, you know. But he is he's using it to the most, you know. He's doing everything he can to make himself look bigger than he is. Uh, it's weird. He's he's like thickening out his 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 ring gear. It's like it's uh, I can imagine it's it's hiding so much padding in there. There's so much padding and thickening and I can assume even lifts in his shoes make him look taller, too Kofi Kingston's actually just five foot five. He's got these lifts in there that makes him look six foot tall Yep, and uh, yeah, he's probably got at least uh, 20 pounds of uh, filler that stuff makes him look like 20 pounds thicker mm-hmm. That too. That's what I'm going there. Kofi Kingston. I'm calling you out Kofi for a uh, You know for all looks you like preferred looks. Yes, That's right. Okay. That's enough of the cynical opinion of me and Kofi Kingston. And that's enough as far as I'm going to go. And as far as this match, Kofi Kingston had no Trouble, no Trouble taking out Madcap. It was the, uh, Trouble in Paradise. The big old roundhouse kick to the face. The fast, the facial area of, uh, Madcap getting the pin. One, two, three. And for some reason, we're, uh, what's that, uh, Happy Corbin tried to get his partner out of the ring there to safety. It is Big E Langston that's like, no, 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 you're not going to watch. Not only are you not going to get in here, but we're going to finish off Madcap some more in front of you, too. So, Big E, uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, Madcap takes the big ending, and Happy Corbin had to watch it all. So, what's going on? Who's the heel here? Okay, so moving on. Um, we move on to, uh, part two, a part two, a two. This is, uh, Natalia versus, uh, Aaliyah. Aaliyah of last week, she made her dreams come true, being, uh, the fastest winner of a match ever, and, uh, her first Guinness record, uh, entry. The first is Natalia, who's got three. She wanted that fourth. Um, but, uh, not, any, not many people talk about this, but Natalia does have the fourth entry, as a person who lost the fastest in a match. Mm-hmm. That counts as a record, right? I would say it does. So this time, I, would, I called this one out, made an audible to myself, I said, uh, self, I'd say Aaliyah is going to win this match. But how, i do not sure. But uh, she lost only because of uh, Natalia lost a match for herself. Bring her to the corner and giving the beat beat down in the corner where the ref was saying, "Listen, she's in the corner, you got to break this and if you don't, I'm gonna have to disqualify you by the count of five. And by the count of five, she was still beating down on Leah and therefore the ref disqualified. And uh, I guess this really ticked off um, Natalie saying, "I'm the good person here. you you' ruining it for me. you've ruined it for me for the longest time and for the last time. <laughs> And so then she starts beating up Aaliyah some more. You know, even though Leah won, she beat up Aaliyah some more. And this is where Li comes out, the savior of the weakened. You know, you know, the savior. And then, uh, too, unbeknownst to Natalia, of course, she's like, "Look, what, what's, a- what's Zaya doing here? Is she trying to beat up uh, a- Leah? I'm doing a good job beating her up." It's like, wait a second.
0: That's for m- m- me. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. No, I thought I was a good guy.
2: Yes, reality kicks in for Natalia. Yes, you are the bad person here. So she, she, Zayli uh, comes in and uh, you know kicks the ass of the rubbish away. Away with you, rubbish, Natalia. So is this all that Zayli uh, gonna do? She's gonna come in there and everybody gets unjust, unjust, unjust to get some uh, revenge. And going on to the next. is the tag team match. It is the Viking Raiders. Eric and Ibar versus. Now this is, uh, these two are the, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, number one contenders to the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. That's right. So here we go. These persons versus. Now this is whom I like. My favorite two. My favorite two, unfortunately, they are gang's, the the low end of the stick, and it is uh, Los Lotharios. they just been put together like uh, late last year, I believe. And Los Lotharios consists of Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. I think they're a fantastic duo. They can do some fantastic work together, but they just haven't been given the chance. No chance for you. Besides, this is the number one. T- this is uh, Eric Nybar. They God. They can't lose this one, anyways. They uh, they're going towards the uh, Royal Rumble. But it sucks that uh, Humberto and uh, you know Angel Garza had to lose. But someone had to lose. But in such a way, at least you know, could could have lost, could have been more epic of a match. But uh, you know, I guess it's just showing. Uh, this is they, they're just fodder to uh, the Viking Raiders. Raiders, Humberto, Humberto Carrillo, he took the loss, you know, with the Viking experience, he had the experience of the Vikings, you know, that's right, the, uh, um, hmm, I would say Game of Thrones uh, cosplayers, and good for you, the Viking Raiders, with a big victory, with some momentum going on to the uh, Royal Rumble. So, next up, we got ourselves the rematch. Now, here's the thing. One, get one thing out of the way. That's one thing out of the way here first. Um, Charlotte Flair, she is technically not the champion in my mind. You know, she did lose to Tony Storm's last match in the WWE. Uh, it was a roll up. Tony Storm got the rolling win, roll up win. Toni, uh, Toni, uh, Charlotte's shoulders were clearly pinned in this match. But beside the fact that uh, Tony Storm is the unjustified uh, champion of the uh, SmackDown, in this match here, uh, in this matchup, Charlotte Flair will, will win 100% of the time on her own, no doubt in my mind, uh, the, between these two here. But apparently, Sonya Deville has different thoughts about it. Last time she hadn't interfered. This time she's decided to take it upon herself. To uh, referee this match, even though Adam Pierce is back there watching along, thinking, you know what, um, could the be take your, uh, you know, uh, getting a, having a power trip? Maybe this just would definitely uh, give you a certain answer, uh, defiable, definable answer, answer to that question. So here we go. There was a time where, I guess, uh, Sonya Ville was. Knocked out of the ring, you know. Um, Naomi knocked uh, Sh- uh, Shana and Sh- or knocked uh, uh, Charlotte, and Charlotte knocked uh, Sonya out of the ring, and which led to a, a you know a sequence where the t- um, Naomi had the uh, pin on Charlotte, maybe for eight seconds. You know the ref, the you know he had she had the uh, the crowd counting for quite some time. So eventually, Sonya went back in the ring, you know. Um, the figure eight was tossed on to uh, the, you, know, you know, Naomi. And before she can even put a, a figure four on, um, Sonya called for the bell as a tap out, victory for uh, um, Charlotte. But even though Charlotte did finish the move off, she got the figure eight on and she would have won anyways. But regardless, I guess this is what uh, Sony DeVille is making point, proving a point or something. You know, it's making some point to be proved. Okay. Now, here we go. The next up, we got ourselves an uh, amazing segment. This one should be hitting, this should, this should be catching fire anytime soon. Oh, you know, it is the uh, insane segment. Sami Zayn goes absolutely insane. He, uh, he a whole thing with a cattle prod. You know, he wanted to electrocute his leg many times. But, uh, oh, no, no, no. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Knoxville just couldn't have uh, let Sami Zayn have his fun. Nope. We all were enjoying Sami Zayn's, uh, Sami Zayn's hijinks in the ring. So, of course, you know, um, Johnny Knoxville's like you better you shouldn't make make fun of my career your career? what? I don't I don't understand you want a career like me? don't make fun of it so uh, yes he takes his cow and shocks Sammy Zane bazonk that's right Sami Zayn. I don't think his balls would appreciate it okay so that was all fun It's all built up to the Royal Rumble you know because they're all in it I think uh, what's his name? Johnny Knoxville, could he be the next David Arquette? You know, right now he's, he's joined the Royal Rumble like David Arquette did a while ago. Now, uh, now, let's see how it goes. Because David Arquette did win back in the days in the WCW. And this sparked a huge thing with, uh, with his career. That's right. So it's uh, Johnny Knoxville following the footsteps of David Arquette. So, next up, we brought ourselves a decision to be made about what just happened with Sonia Deville becoming flexing her power in the thing with uh, Eric Bischoff. And he's, he's showing to uh, uh, Adam Pierce. And here she comes, Sonia Deville, oh, here. Awesome. Yes, yeah, she's here. sudden. The nice teaser had. And so the decision was made. Um, Adam Pierce said that he would pass it on to management, to, uh, to upper management. He would suggest. Adam Pearce said he will suggest to upper management that, uh, um, Sonya Deville should fight, um, Naomi. And of course, Sonya like, yes, if upper management decides what to do, I will do it. That's weird. It just seemed weird. But regardless, it's going to be a match. It's going to be a match. No, it's set. It's done. So next up, we've got ourselves a Seamus and, uh, um, what's his name, uh, our favorite guy, of course, um rich holland rich holland's back finally you know i gotta say rich holland when he had music his music was probably well maybe the uh, second best Uh, seth rollins being the best music in wrestling rich holland had probably easily the second best music of all of wrestling just that damn good but he doesn't use it anymore it's a shame he probably should bring it back it was amazing but who's going to win this i had seamus to win this of course uh ricochet i'm not sure what's happening with his career in uh, the uh Uh, WWE Maybe he should be in the NXT or something like that Uh, But uh, he's been uh, a jobber In the uh, WWE Let's face it here Not much success I mean he's been the uh, He's held some minor belts But will he ever be a main champion? I doubt it But this one here It's uh, basically It's a fight night for Sheamus He made an example out of uh, You know Ricochet with a bro kick. I knew it. I called it too, this one here. I knew it. uh, It was Seamus with a bro kick. Um, I even write down, you know, when you write things down before it happens, it's, I don't know, it kind of sucked. So I didn't write, I didn't, uh, I did not rate this uh, match. I did not uh, need, I need to, I didn't think think I needed to rate this match. It was not very good. Um, This came, went exactly as I thought. So, uh, boo, uh, boo. So him and Ridge Holland celebrate. Is is a victory because his uh, payback victory i would like to see uh if rich holland comes back in the ring and fights uh, ricochet and how badly is ricochet gonna lose to rich holland huh mm-hmm. that's right i say ricochet would lose against the rich holland easy so backstage we got ourselves uh uh some uh rock and roll advice now this is uh could mean a lot of things this could mean a lot of things uh but beneath the surface, it's uh, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. And he's got a huge history with the WWE. Um, starting the uh, total non-stop action wrestling. I, I think even being muscled out of non-stop, total non-stop action wrestling, turning into impact wrestling. So he's got a huge history with this. And being back in the WWE, wow. Either somebody ate a lot of humble pie, or there's a lot of forgiving and forgiveness happened. But I think the humble pie thing is uh, is where it's at. Um, yep, I think uh, Jeff Jarrett was at his all time low and ate some huge humble pie to get some FaceTime in the WWE recognition back. Okay, regardless what I think, what could happen is completely different. This is just what I think. It's me. <laughs> okay, so here it is. Uh, the main event match. It is uh, yes. Kevin Owens with his friend Seth Rollins versus the Bloodlines, mm-hmm. the Usos. You mean and Uso? And for the winner of this match would be great uh, rewards, but the losers, there will be nothing but pain. And the pain for the Usos if they lose, they cannot join uh, Roman Reigns for the uh, uh, the Royal Rumble match for him and the Seth Rollins. And if Seth Rollins were to lose with Kevin Owens, well, of course Seth Rollins wouldn't even have a match. The no match at uh, what's that? Uh, the Royal Rumble. So I, I assumed uh, Owens and Seth Rollins would win because there was going to be a match at Royal Rumble. Honestly, there was going to be a match, but it was it was fun. This match was, uh, I'd say, this match was the match of the night. Even though I kind of knew who would win, win. Uh, you know, I picked uh, Owens and Rollins, but it was fun. Um, it was entertainment, entertaining. entertaining competitive but how they win? I thought uh, it was Rollins was going to get a clean win or Owens but when it came down to it it was uh, it was going to be the uh, what's it? the big curb stomp onto uh, what's it? Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Uso but he got the big loss there but we have uh, before he gets the curb stomp on Roman Reigns comes in there with a big Superman punch wham <laughs> whammo Wham-o. And which ends it. Ends the match in the disqualification. The disqualification for uh, the uh, Usos would lose. So therefore, going to the Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble for Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins, there will be no uh, help from the Usos for um, Roman Reigns. However, I do think Roman Reigns will uh, keep the belt. Um... You know, I think Seth Rollins would be a great uh, champion. He would easily be able to carry the company. But I honestly think that uh, Roman Reigns, uh, he's got some more in him. I think he's going to be making some history as in uh, the longest reigning. Um, right now he he's, could be the greatest champion right now, like I say. Um, I'm a big component of Roman Reigns. This could solidify who he is. You know, as a champion. This would Definitely solidify anybody As a as a, as, as a champion Well even if Seth Rollins win He could be one of the greatest things He's ever did But uh, I'm not sure that Royal is gonna have many belt changes In it, period That's what I think It's gonna be some great matches but Not many changing of hands And that's it For this episode Now uh, For our uh, podcast listeners, where it's going to be one more, one more segment, but for our watchers of uh, YouTube or maybe even Facebook, this is it for this week. So, uh, I appreciate you staying to the end of this episode. Uh, I, uh, appreciate you and uh, see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: The wrestling show baby
0: it's time the wrestling show takes a look back a review or recap of the past NXT UK which just so happens to be the number one style of wrestling out there well at least we believe it is The the top-of-the-line wrestling. It's NXT UK! (coughs) Webbo! Oof. Webbo.
2: Webbo. I've said that way too many times, but that's okay. We're gonna let that slide. We're gonna let it go today. For today's gonna be... It's a great day in uh, the NXT UK, I gotta say. Last week, it was a little bit difficult. Uh, The matches were very cartoonish, but this week, it was... Right on a level, it was very good. Um, Well, last week, it was a setup for the main, when this uh, startup match, it was a setup last week. It was uh, um, pretty deadly. They wanted to match, they wanted to fight uh, Sam Gradwell. But Sid Scala decided to make it a tag team match. So, um, they let's do it. So it's probably gonna be a handicap anyways, because nobody likes uh, Sam Gradwell. So here we are, Um, Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley get to the ring. And while they're in there, we got ourselves a little uh, vignette. A vignette. Yes, right. They went there. It's like uh, what, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Gradwell had to do to find a partner. He went backstage, he asked people back there, you know, Nathan Fraser Noop. So he even went as far as to go to uh, his drive-through while he's getting his coffee, fe. He thought, "Hey, while I'm at it, maybe I'll get a quick tag team partner." And it didn't happen. Even tried uh, Twitter. why to go on Twitter? Trying to get himself a tag team partner against pretty deadly. No such luck there. But you know what? In the long run, it is. Uh, you don't have to look further than your backyard, right? Your back. Uh, you know, whatever. So I guess Saxon Huxley decided to be the partner of. Uh, um, Sam Gradwell. So here's the thing. I guess uh, Saxon Huxley. He's taking the uh, the route of the berserker, like a little bit more brainless uh, fighter in the thing in a ring. Like oh, a mental, oh, I like the Hulk, you know, uh, old Hulk. You know, when he was a, a, a mental, like person of, uh, of just uh, pure rage and uh, anger, and just uh, just goes out there mindless power, so to speak, uh, angry. Instead I thought, uh, I thought uh, Saxton would go the way of an intellectual, uh, you know, like the Damien Sandow, maybe, you know, or the, uh, the poet style, but when it goes in the ring you, you uh, get at it like a, a boss, you know, like real professional. Outside the ring you're like, yes I am civilized, you all know you're civilized. But nevertheless, here it is, this is a tag team. So, it's who's going to win, Gradwell, and, uh, what's his name, uh, Saxon Huxley, versus the, uh of course, Pretty Deadly, it was a good match, of course, uh, in the beginning, I thought it was, of course, it was going to be uh, Sam Gradwell, one of both these people, but, um, it was Saxon Huxley that did most of the work in the beginning, you know, first half of the match, most of the half of the match is uh, uh, Saxon Huxley doing all the work, and then finally tags out, and then is. uh, What's his name? Sam Gradwell taking uh, inside the ring there, fighting a little bit in there. And now uh, we all know uh, Saxton and uh, has a little grudge outside here. And so does, uh, what's that, uh, Sam Gradwell, because who comes in? It is uh, Kenny Williams, makes his appearance outside the ring, jumping on the barricade and, uh, you know, bouncing on it like a bouncing beam. Uh, Gradwell, you know, uh, he wanted, I guess, uh, kind of wanted uh, Williams on his team, but Williams, uh, they end up fighting, you know. So I guess it's some revenge. So this is how it's cheat is done, I guess. You know, uh, and while he's doing that, Huxley is outside the ring, you know. He's like, uh, he's not legal man because he's already tagged out. Um, so he makes, a, he makes a little spectacle out there. Uh, Sam Gradwell is put down. He doesn't move, he sees, uh, it's countered, and he's put down, and eventually Saxon Huckley is kicked out of the ring by, uh, what's a Lewis Howley, I believe. Um, so he's kicked out of the ring, and right after that, uh, he gets a rough attention inside the ring. And while he's inside the ring, outside it is uh, Saxon getting attacked by, uh, of course, one and only Kenny Williams. He just stomps a mud hole in him, leaves him, it, you know, um, useless for the rest of the match. He's out. So it is now a, a, a handicap match. Two on one. A, a, a handicap match. Yes, that's right. It is a pretty deadly. Versus, uh, of course, you know, Sam Gradwell. Can Sam do it by himself? Can he pull it off? No, he cannot. Of course, it is uh, the seasoned team of, uh, the former, probably the greatest tag team of the NXT uk there ever wi- ever was you know because they're not the tag team anymore time champions anymore but uh they've got a good uh, climb to do and they're starting off well with this good victory with spilt milk lewis um uh, lewis howley gets the pin over of course sam gradwell who loses good for you pretty deadly on your way to the top again hopefully you get the belt and hopefully they're gonna do something with the tag team division. So we got uh, Ginny, you know, the fashionista. She's got, uh, they're building up a match with uh, a male. So they're gonna be fighting soon. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good match. But in the meantime, we go on to this match. It is Amelia McKenzie, the protege of Mako Satomura, the current champion. And the way it's going, I'd say she's gonna be champion for the rest of 2022. Considering I think she only uh, defends it like three times a year, maybe Yeah, that's true So here we go. It's Amelia McKenzie versus One of my favorites of all time. I've uh, Was worried about her. I haven't seen her in a quite quite a while maybe a month or so. Isla Dawn um, She's the most interesting uh, woman of wrestling I'd say She's uh, yes, I've been looking forward to this. This is exciting. Uh, the first match was great this match it just so happened to me even better. So she brings in her, her lucky charms, her charms in her box, uh, that uh, her charms were actually donated, beknownst to the donator, to the box. So she got donated uh, um, Amelia's watch not too far back. So Amelia wants her uh, watch undonated, and she wants it back. So we go to the match to find out so this was a great match for sure it was good back and forth you know isla dawn she's the one thing that's changed about isla uh, there's once a point when isla first came in and she just well, she was a great you know she had talent i knew she had talent it looked like she had talent but she was very unfocused um the winning didn't see, really seem to be what was her end game you know it was weird but it's like uh, it's more like head games rather than an end game to the match so she always she was always losing because she wasn't really... Her, fo- her aim, a- end goal wasn't what... Uh, regardless, I'm just assuming. But she wasn't a winner. But now, she's got a win underneath the belt. She, this is going to be your, uh, She's She's already got a one win. And you can tell the difference. She's uh, much more, let's uh, say, focused and determined in the ring. And she's got a, a good end goal. Uh, she's got... Yes. So she's, she's grown a lot. That's all I got to say. And it shows... Um, but during the match, Emilia, she's no slouch. She is, of course, the uh, protege of Mako Satomori like I've mentioned before. So, a couple of times she could have got the pin. But, like I say, Ayla um, is grown a lot. So, she can overcome, withstand the storms. And she did. Even a couple pin attempts. And with, oh, it was just amazing. Uh, Emilia McKenzie, I got to say. They didn't show any replays of this move maneuver. Uh, they should have played a manu- couple of replays because when it comes to this maneuver, she play- she uh, performed the sui- temp- uh, was that the the suicida, you know, um, what was it really called? Uh, Topé suicida. I'd say that it's the most difficult move to hit. It's you got it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of trust. Uh not many people do it, and whoever do does it, um, they do it wrong, and they usually end up on their head, or faces out, outside the ring. But this was done to the T, and they were... They, they didn't even mention it. It was a shame, because, uh, yeah, Emilia McKenzie looked like a superhero. Shooting through that... Pff, damn, it looked good. It looked great. But, you know what? Not too long after that, that f- fantastic maneuver, she was... Uh, the match was quickly wrapped up. Um, looks like it was a... Uh, Modified sidewalk slam by Isla Dawn. Um, it, was, it starts up with a fireman's carry, and she swings him over to a sidewalk slam with a big victory. And with that victory, she gets her uh, lucky charms out, and she gets over, and she gives her her charm. He she returns it. And you it. Here you go, your watch. All hail. The box of charms, and charms I would be. I of on with victory. And her charms. Okay, so now we go down to the main event match. Now, this main event match was amazing. I gotta say, it was um, top of the line, fantastic stuff. Um, It was uh, A-Kid versus The Current. That's right. It's a Heritage Cup champion. It's Noam Dar. Um, Going to the ring here. Um... Yeah, with his best friend, uh, Shaw Samuels, these guys are a great team. These guys are a great duo. But i got to say, um, I would like to see uh, Drew Gulak join this team. Mm-hmm, that's right. The Philadelphia, the, the guy from America. Yeah, they'll it, be great. I mean, they'll be a clash of, but they got the same mindset, you know, I think. Um, no, um, Drew Gulak would be great, a trio hit this team. And this would definitely put uh, Gulak in another level if he's still around. So here it is. Um, it is the Heritage Cup, which is uh, six rounds. So the first first uh, first two rounds, it uh, no, there is no pinfall, you know. But the third round, at uh, was amazing. Uh, was it uh, Nova Rola to uh, a kid? And with 126 left of the third, it is uh, Noam Dar with the uh, big first victory. So now we roll onto the 4th uh, round and 4th round became very fruitful for Kid where he turned, his, uh, he turned his luck around. Um, it was quite an amazing move. It's like, uh, even though Asha tried to, you know, uh, interfere with this but Kid was too fast, he jumped on a top rope. It was a springboard, looks like a uh, moonsault that landed into a DDT. A wonderful move and he got the second win. So now it's 1-1, one, one. going on to the f- uh, fifth round. Fifth round, many times, oh my goodness, it was, it was absolutely riveting. This is the match of the night for sure. I'd say a close uh, five-star match, five-star out of five. Uh, but it, I'd say about four and a half stars, very close to a five-star, almost a perfect match, I'd say. Yep. Some might even put my rating as a five to five million, but I'd say no, that's just too high. So, uh, 4.5, close to five to five, but recall it was a great match. So, we go into the sixth round. Um, A-Kid, with many times, try to get it. Even threw throwing a, uh, what's that, one of his finishers on that? Noam Dar, but it did not work. The time ran out on A-Kid. Yes, that's right. Maybe if there was a seventh round, A-Kid would probably get it through, because there was no way um, Noam Dar could have gone another couple minutes in that match. So it's over, and of course, it's champion's advantage in this, so uh, it's a draw. So a kid loses, and uh, carrying on as champion is uh, Noam Dar and helping him celebrate is Shah and Dar with the big victory, a kid, very miserable in this defeat. But now, next week, we got ourselves a great... It's going to be a great match, i got to say. Um, NXT UK is going uh, to... It's definitely going to tear it at the park. It's uh, Ilya Dragunov uh, versus Jordan Devlin. This gang very personal. Um, they didn't have any face-to-face this week. But you know what? They did great last week. You know, uh, they said what they had to say and they fought it out a little bit. Um, I look forward to it. Um... They don't really change their champions too often. So, uh, with that in mind, um, according to the w- uh, NXT, would have uh, Ilya Dragonoff win. But I would want the new champion to be Jordan Devlin, I'd say. And one more thing before I go you know, for this week of uh, the wrestling show, I'd just like to talk about NXT's uh, perhaps what they can do to uh, go to the next level. Maybe I'd say, um I'd say they can benefit from an hour and a half show. Mhm, that's right. Three matches? I'd say maybe four matches and a little bit uh even some background stuff, uh some uh some more vignettes about uh who the wrestlers are, you know? That'd be great, uh, to see more background on like Isla Dawn's creating her character very well, you know. I can see uh a little bit more defining who who she is and uh Creating matches uh, crafting who's gonna be here next victims You know spending more time with her, you know everybody can have benefit with this And with that we can see more than uh, what's a three uh, world championship matches in a year something that would be special You know even uh, maybe NXT and NXT UK can get together and have like this wonderful new division um, The TV show division. It's the, uh, the tag team division I always thought it'd be great, you know. They can always have the uh, t- two tag team belts. I can see two tag team belts. Uh, the one would be pure rules, you know. Uh, only one only one person of each team can uh, be in the ring at at once, you know. It's like one on one inside there, but you're, you gotta tag your team and, you know. Feel that rules. Second belt would be the uh, Texas tornado tag, which there is no tagging. It's just a team versus team. Just go at it, you know. Whether it's two on two, three on two, three on three, four on four, four on three, whatever whatever the thing is, uh, whatever belt matches, the thing is there is no rules, and that'd be great, you know? So two types of belts, and uh, that would make sense. We're regardless of that. Now, if you have stuck around for for this entire show, um, I gotta say thank you for you, Um, I appreciate every one of you, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time, or rather next week on The Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Lip, saying bye-bye,